Before we get to today's episode of Off the Bench on the Wizards Podcast Network, we want to remind you to download the Wizards app on the go and in the palm of your hand. The official Washington Wizards team app is your mobile home for all things Wizards. Everything you need to know when it comes to game previews and recaps, radio broadcasts and stats, all at the touch of a button. You can even access the Monumental Sports Network and the Wizards Podcast Network with ease. Download the official Wizards team app today. What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to a very special episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group and part of the Wizards Podcast Network. I'm Jackson Filio, joined as always by Zach Rosen of Wizards Digital. On today's episode, we have an interview with Bradley Beal, recorded shortly after he was named an all-star starter for the very first time in his career. Brad finished with almost three and a half million fan votes and was first among East Guards in fan, player, and media voting. He'll start alongside Kyrie Irving, Giannis, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid in the East, and Steph Curry, Luka, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikola Jokic in the West. Brad talked to us about what it means to be named an all-star starter, how his game has changed this season, how much Russell Westbrook has meant to him as a teammate, and much, much more. We hope you enjoy it. All right, and we are joined now by a very, very, very special guest, 2021 NBA All-Star starter, Bradley Beal. Brad, how's that sound, man? Sounds surreal. Sounds crazy, but it's definitely a blessing and an honor. Uh, One that I'm definitely happy and stoked about it. Uh, So I'm excited. We kind of knew for for a bit that there was a chance just based on how well you were playing and with the early returns coming in over the last couple of weeks. But then you finally see it announced on on Thursday night. Did did the feeling change at all when you saw it announced or or was it? Honestly, no, like it, it didn't. I think it still hasn't hit me yet. Like, it's still kind of processing a little bit. Like, my ultimate thing is I'm always my biggest critic, so I always feel like, you know, it's a it's a goal I accomplish, and it's like, okay, what's the next goal? What's the next thing? You know, so I'm always just, just kind of programming myself to, you know, never get complacent, you know, always just working harder to be better. Uh, but, you know, you definitely, at the same time, I always embrace, you know, my accomplishments and what I did, and it's definitely cool to be a starter. Yeah, I feel like if I was you, I see those graphics like when they list they you know they have your your cutout with like the rest of the players and the starters like that would be a moment for me and like dang like I'm next to LeBron Durant Kyrie uh like what has that been like seeing because every outlet puts out that same graphic what's that been yeah. like seeing that that's that's crazy I mean because I mean we're talking about Hall of Famers NBA champions like uh guys who are in you know, elite in what it is that they do, you know, and so I'm just happy that, you know, I'm, I'm a part of that elite group, um, you know, but there are so many other guys who are deserving of it, you know, so I never take it for granted, but it definitely shows that the hard work's paying off. And it's just a surreal moment. It's a surreal moment. So, I mean, it's interesting, Brad, you're so humble about all of this yeah. and, you know, you say it, it, it feels weird and, and it's an adjustment to see yourself next to those guys, but this is your second season in a row averaging 30, 30 points a game. At some point, you have to step back and just be like, you know, I, I earned this. I deserve this. I I expected this. Do you ever have a moment like that where it's it's a little bit more pounding your chest and 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 knowing that you deserve it? At times, yes. Uh, but I think just not making it last year creates this kind of illusion of confusion for me. You know, of like, okay, what's the biggest difference from this year to last year? You know, it's just two more points a game. 
Um, and so it's like, okay, what, you know, what's the criteria for all-star, you know? So in that way, I think it just kind of, maybe that plays a part in me, like not being too like riled up about it. Um, but at the same time, I'm always happy about, you know, what I do and what I accomplish. I'll never sit here and like beat my chest about it, but you know, internally I'm always, you know, I'm definitely proud of myself, but I always push myself harder than anything. Kind of off that, like now that, you know, all-stars accomplished, and I know it's about winning on the floor, but like you have a real chance to, to get this scoring title. I mean, you're up three points per game and like, at this point, like you could do this kind of every year if you're healthy, if your your team is is helping you out enough to to get those points, get those looks. Like, what does that feel like knowing like your name's just at the top? Like, yo, 30 points a game. Like, that's just wild. I know like the game has changed. There's more points scored and there's more guys scoring 20 points a game than ever before. But to be at the top, to know like the ball goes in the basket the most when you have the ball in your hands amongst the whole world. Like, what does that feel like? that's right along with everything else. It's just a surreal moment. Like you never dream of this as a kid. I don't think anybody dreams of a kid. You know, I want to be, you know, the greatest scorer ever. You know, I want to lead the league in scoring. Like your biggest dream is just to make it, you know? And then once you make it, it's okay. How do I survive here? How do I have a lasting career? You never think about, okay, I can be, have this many scoring titles. You know, I've never pictured myself in that position, but now I'm here, you know, granted my game has developed. God's blessed me with health um and unbelievable talent to where I'm just I'm just kind of forced into those positions I'm forced you know to be able to show that I can score the ball really well and you know don't shy away from that you know that's who you are that's what you do continue to do it and do it at a high level and you know the fact that I have it kind of in my grips right now is it's cool it's another goal that I'm setting for myself to to go out and get yeah I was going to ask you like you feel like that's a goal I know that you and Drew your trainer have talked about leading the league in scoring, scoring 30 a game. But, like, that's a goal for you, right? Like, you want to lead the league in scoring from an individual perspective. It's like yes and no. Like, I don't I don't go out every night saying I want to lead the league in scoring. It just happens. Like, it just, it just happened. And I'm also, like, mentally aggressive to where it's like, okay, I have to be better. Like, beat what you just did the night before. You know, be better than what you did the night before. And I always just kind of just keep raising the bar for myself. You know, sometimes I fall short of it, but – you know, I think that's just the beauty of just where my game is today, you know, just being able to challenge myself and, uh, you know, be able to reach these goals. Um, I won't say easily, but, you know, pretty fairly. So taking scoring out of it, everybody obviously goes to your, your scoring first and foremost, as they should when, when they look at your game. But from last year to this year, you're averaging more rebounds, a few less assists. That obviously happened when somebody like Russ comes in, but taking scoring completely out of it. How do you think things have changed for you in every other aspect of the game from last year to this year? Uh, I think my mental has changed more than anything. Uh, just being more confident in my game. Uh, every year the game just slows down. I'm able to make reads before, you know, plays happen. Um, like I know where my teammates are going to be on the floor at all times, bigs, where they're going to be. And, you know, if guys double me, triple me, whatever the case may be, I know where guys are going to be. Um, and so I would just say the biggest – thing outside of scoring is just my mental approach to the game, you know, and I, I, I say it time and time again, I credit Russ for that. Um, for a guy who, you know, had, who averaged triple doubles years in a row. Um, MVP, you know, he's a hall of famer himself. And so to be able to have a guy like that, who every single day he has a business like approach, he's pushing himself, he's working, you know, that just like, I endured that, like I embraced that. And, 
and and I kind of developed his mindset in a way of just if he can do it, I can do it. You know, it's possible. You know, you don't shoot yourself down. Don't say you can't go out and compete every night. Don't say you can't go out and score 30 every night because you can. You know, you can help your team win. You can impact the game. So uh, I just outside of just scoring, like I would just say my mental. My mental approach is changing. Just it's, the game is just constantly slowing down for me. You mentioned Russ and I know you, you credited him a lot in your media last night, too, and it, it's been obviously an up and down season with COVID, the, the slow start, you guys are figuring it out recently. How do you feel like, you know, you've gotten to know his game, your chemistry on the court, and just like, what has your relationship been like with him? I mean, obviously everything you mentioned, but the stuff he does off the court too, like, I mean, yesterday he like announced he's investing in this this bank. He's also released yeah. a documentary. Like, it's crazy everything he's doing off the court too. Yeah, no, like I was a huge fan of Russ before he came. You know, he's a he's a true humanitarian. He's he's involved in the community. Uh, he has a great foundation, and you know he's a family guy. You know, family man, and he he gives back. You know, to the community. He's you know his he shows his face. He gets his hands dirty. So you know he's he's walking the walk, talking the talk. You know, and to see his investments as well. That's another area in which I'm in, I'm have a huge interest in. So. I haven't picked his brain about, you know, Navarro Bank that he uh, that he's becoming an investor in and, and he's on the board of. So that's that's cool. Like that is, you know, people don't talk about that, you know, uh, that side of the story a lot. But, you know, he's 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 been great. You know, I, I knew him briefly before he got to the team. Uh, but then when he got here, it was just like a total illusion that everybody had of him. You know, everybody. Oh, he's, you know, he's hot-headed. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't listen. He doesn't, it's just the total opposite. Like, he's one of the best teammates I've ever had. And you can say that because of his approach. Like, he just loves basketball. He loves everything about the game. And it's similar, he's kind of similar as, like, the Paul Pierce kind of mentality in this way. It's like, if he's on your team, he's on your team. You know, and there are, he has no friends once he steps in, in between those four lines. And that's a mentality he always carries. And I think it's a trickle-down effect, for sure. And then in, in terms of what he brings on the court, I mean, he's, uh, you know, a couple triple doubles in recent games and it, the difference is pretty striking in terms of what you're asked to do this season. And I don't know how much you think it has, has helped in terms of how your numbers have changed this season, but I'm curious to hear it from you. What, what you feel like is different about your role this season with Russ playing alongside you. It hasn't changed. And I was telling someone this earlier today, like, regardless of what happened this summer, like my game wasn't changing. I wasn't changing my game and where I've taken my game. Um, I was going to continue to be aggressive and that's what Russ wants. He wants me to continue to be, you know, who I am, you know, don't defer to anybody. Don't take a backseat or anything like that. Like play your game and we'll adapt as we go or, you know, we'll adapt with the time that we have. And so it's, it's, I'm a type of guy. It's easy for me to adapt because I don't need the ball. Like I can play off the ball, you know, and, all last year, it was I had to have the ball in my hand with John being out. Um, so this year, we have a lot more, you know, playmakers. We got Ish, we got Russ, we got Ao. You know, we have guys who can really put the ball on the floor. So a lot of that attention is taken off of me. A lot of that, you know, usage is taken off of me. But at the same time, you know, Coach, Coach and Russ also enable me to still make the plays that I've been making to still put me in positions to to have the ball. What have you seen, uh, you know, talking about the team, just 
from some of these younger guys from Rui's growth to Denny. Um, I know a lot of the younger guys maybe haven't seen as much of an opportunity of, as of late. Um, but Mo, for example, has really jumped out. Like you've been around these guys now for a few seasons and I mean, been their leader. Uh, what have you seen come out of them? Uh, they're growing constantly. You know, it's, it's a, it's a league that I tell guys all the time. It's an evolving league. Like when I first came in the league, we had two big men. You wouldn't dare see two big men in any lineup today. So, you know, you it's that's just a trend of it. Like you said, we're shooting more threes. There's more guys averaging 20 nowadays than anything. But that's just the evolution of the game. And that's what I just try to continue to remind these guys that you have to be versatile at your position. You know, you have to keep working at your game. And as a young player, your biggest thing is to learn. You know, you're not we're not coming in saying, yo, we need you to lead us to the playoffs. We need you to score 20. Like we're not putting that type of pressure on guys because that can, that can ruin guys. Like that can really ruin guys, especially, you know, when it's fresh, everything is fresh. It's new. You know, it's, it's the pressure of a city, the pressure of an organization. You're trying to make money. You're trying to make a name for yourself. You have goals. The team has goals. Coach has goals. Your family has goals. So it's a lot that you have to balance and juggle as a young player. And I think the biggest thing that you have to do is learning how to manage it all you know, controlling it all and realizing that your whole first two, three years in the league are going to be all about you learning about the game, learning how guys play you, learning how the system is, learning how the game is just evolving. And then you go from there, you know, because the objective is to always stay in the league. You know, the lifespan is three years. That's it. So there's a guaranteed 30 coming in every year. So, you know, you have to be able to work on your craft and perfect it as best as you can. And they're doing a good job of it specifically ask you about Garrison like now that he's starting like dude was a two-way player last year what is it about him like I feel like he someone said the other day I think it might have been Drew Gooden on the broadcast like he plays like he's a football player on defense and I know you can appreciate that yeah I mean you rather have him on your team than against him that's for sure but G G is the type of guy he he takes advantage of his opportunity that's all it is you know he comes out of Lipscomb he's undrafted you know, and he he's killing now. You know, he's a starter. You wouldn't have pictured that or imagined that. He probably never dreamt that. But he had an opportunity in front of him, and he took it, and he ran with it. You know, and that's what you'll see vets tell young guys that all the time. Be ready. Be ready. Stay ready. And G was that. Same with Mo. Like, Mo hasn't gotten burned a lot this year. All of a sudden, we throw him into the starting lineup. We win three games in a row. Same with G. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think Coach was – he just got to the point to where he wanted consistency. He just wanted guys that play hard, you know, which shouldn't be a lot, you know, of asking of us because we make so much money. You know, that should be an easy thing for us to do. Uh, but we are human. And, you know, we make mistakes and we don't always come out the way we do. You know, and Coach coach answered that. And, and I think it's gotten a great response out of everybody, out of the guys he put into the lineup and the guys, you know, who came off the bench at that point. A lot of the young guys, Garrison included, um, have spoken really highly of you as a leader this season. Have you enjoyed stepping into that role a little bit more? Obviously, we talk about you a lot as, as face of the franchise and, and what that means, mostly on the court, but off the court. There, there's It's a new role for you at practice, in the locker room, um, in, in things like that. Have you enjoyed assuming more of that role this season, last season, just in recent years? Yeah, it's not too it's not too different. Like I've I feel like I've been doing it for the last three or four years now, being in this leadership role. It's just constantly me being better at it. You know, uh, obviously there's going to be more pressure. There's going to be more you know attention to me and 
as being, you know, the franchise guy, but it hasn't really changed the dynamic of how I lead and what I do and, and, you know, in that, in that aspect, like I'll stay myself. I'll always be myself and always continue to work and let my game speak for myself and always encourage my teammates, you know, always encourage them to be better, always encourage them to work hard, you know, and, and just let it speak for itself. You know, I, as a leader, my biggest thing is listening and I always tell guys like, we we're in here. We hold everybody accountable, myself included. And like I'm not a guy that's just barking, barking, barking. Like bark at me if I'm not doing my job. Get on me if I'm not doing my job because that's the only way we're all going to be able to grow together. And so it's been a, it's been a learning experience for me for sure. But uh, I won't say it's been too crazy. I think we should talk a little bit about the team's on court play recently. We're recording this before the Portland game, um, but even even before that, you guys have now won three in a row against quality teams. What what do you think has changed the most? Uh, just our consistency. Obviously, we made a change to the lineup, but whatever it is, you know, I, I don't really – there's nothing really we can pinpoint it. It's just – it's clicking. You know, we're defending better. Uh, we're making shots, and, you know, everything is flowing a lot better. You know, granted, we, we were hit with COVID, and we're starting to get guys back. Guys are getting the rhythm back. Guys are getting legs up under them, so – it's a lot we can really pinpoint. It's not just one thing that's really just clicked for us. All right. Well, Brad, thanks so much for taking the time tonight, man. We're, uh, we're happy for you. Congratulations. You earned it. You deserve it. Um, and, and like I said, we're grateful for, for the time. This was great. Yeah. Much love. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.